The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I tried to break all types of rules today. I wanted to be the first, you know, football television celebrating 420 live on the show. One day we can do that, hopefully. You could have eaten a brownie, I guess. I guess you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Chris Sims on button. Ahmed Fareed's here. It is 421. Yeah. Ahmed is still um clearing up. He's in a haze of smoke. He's you're such a right. stoner. You just all day yesterday. That's no, all not, you did. I'm not, huh? not a stoner. I've had three of these energy drinks oh, already. So you're ready to go. So I am. I yes, am. right. Zing, not a haze. Zing. The opposite of a haze. So wait, you didn't partake in four twenty yesterday? I did not. <laughs> I did not. I've told you this before. My boss our boss is walking by right now, and of but, course I'm talking but about. But I this. will tell you that the, the homies <laughs> did reach out and they right. go, Where's the podcast today? And more than one were like, Well, well it's four twenty. Yeah, Chris can't work on four twenty. What are we doing here? Lose his job. Yes, I um I did partake in some activities. Some, right? yeah, some. I didn't go hard. It's a work day. I can't like, but like I will say, like my wife at like eight thirty, I kind of just gotten done eating. I was sitting there, and she's like, "I just can't believe it." And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "I just can't believe you're not more in a cloud of smoke in a haze. It's four twenty. <laughs> like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I know, I gotta work." You know, like, so do you want me? To be? <laughs> I know, right? She's probably you're like, "Yes." In I me? like you better when you're like that. Like, do you feel like four twenty? Like, even if you didn't want to, and I don't know how, but yeah. like, you feel like you have to. Like, right? It's like, well, I've got to do a little it something do, here. Do, yeah, I'm going to represent myself exactly. as someone who enjoys this. It, feel, it, feels, I have to it feels right. It feels right. Lately, it doesn't matter if it's 419, 420, or 421. <laughs> lately, it's, yeah. been a, it's been a daily thing lately. Usually, I'm on my schedule of weekends only. I've gone off the wagon here as of late. But, yeah, I felt like I had to. Yeah, for the for the weed community, how to get it done yesterday? Well, you've had to do something to get you through all of the scouting that you've done <laughs> yes, up to this you. point. And today, we're finally we're finally here. We're, we're at there. the finish line. I feel so good that I'm done. <laughs> I really do. I've been stressed the last month. You know, every day I'm chasing yeah. the rabbit. I mean, it's just that's how I felt. You know, even on days off. So now to like not only just go, hey, I'm done, but I feel like I have a really good feel for the draft, and I'm just at comfort. So like, thank God we're here, and I did it. I did it, Mom. I did You've it. You made it. So we're yeah. doing the mock draft on Monday. Monday. Right. So you'll go through the first round, yep. kind of pick the the players you think that teams are going to select. It's not just reflective of your rankings. No, right. Like if I feel or hear that you know that this team is you know they're hot on a player, like I'm not going to go. Well, I think like. Yeah, I'm going to use a little bit of both. If I have no clue, then I'll kind of go to my rankings. If mm-hmm. I think if I hear something substantial, I might do that. So hopefully, you know, the homies can deal with that that formula there. So that's coming up on Monday. Yep. Today we've got the last two position groups. 
We'll start with defensive tackles, and then we'll end with linebackers. So two more on the defensive side. We only have like an hour and, and 12, and then we get kicked out. Okay. Here. Kristen's like, well, I'm done with you guys. I know. I'm She's so over it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Damn her. Uh, so so let's get right to it. Yeah. Let's go right to defensive tackles. It. And um, let's just go right to number five. Let's yeah. just get Texas right into A&M. it. Texas A&M. Uh, Gigam Aggies, Demarvin Leal, 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 Leal. Okay, Leal. I'm sorry to uh, Demarvin. I'm I'm still working on some of these rookies' pronunciation. Pronunciation. You put but him yes. in the top five, though. But so. he's a top five. Yes, and welcome to the Chris Sims Unbutton Top Five at defensive tackle. He's a really good football player, a really good athlete. I think he's gonna like. This is a guy that's gonna be more loved by the true four three teams more than the teams that might ask you know the three four ish type of stuff. But when you talk about like good athlete, great-looking body, looks like an athlete, and he's a hybrid, Ahmed. That's what I would tell you more than anything. To me, it's like it's it's defensive tackle for teams that like, you know, smaller, faster, let's create havoc defensive tackle. It's strong side defense and who knows? No, we like gigantic D tackles, and we like our strong side DN to be like basically an athletic D tackle. That's to me what Demarvin Leal is. He really is, and uh, he's he's an impressive specimen. Some people list that as a negative, right? Like yeah. a tweener is like right. oh, we don't know he can't right. do either one. You think there's a chance he can do a little bit of both? I do think so. I don't think it's. I, I think this is a true, you know. Again, Seattle scheme, that kind of scheme, they're going to love him at three technique. And then, oh, okay, wait, this week we're playing a team that can really run the ball. We might ask you to play DN, but the rules aren't going to really change. You know, I think with this kid, you know, get off is good. I'm not like, oh, it's wow. He doesn't show great ability to do that two-gapping stuff that we've talked about. But, you know, for a guy that's 283, takes on double teams pretty good, you know, and has explosion and the ability to change directions and take on blocks and be in awkward positions and still create havoc. I think that's what I liked about him a lot. Struggled a little bit when he faced Evan Neal and Charles Cross, but yeah. who wouldn't? Right. Right. Sure. Um, give us an idea here because you said the offensive lineman, you talked about that last podcast with Paul. You said there might be six, seven, eight yeah, first maybe round eight talent first guys. Rounders, right. You got number five here, Leal. Yeah. First round talent? No. So, no. Yeah. No. I think we're talking about a guy here that's kind of mid second, somewhere yeah. in that range. I would, I would like it. You know, it's kind of the players that I look at him like. William Golston, maybe, right, for the Bucks is like that kind of guy. Uh, there's the, you know, Draymond Jones uh, from Ohio State a few years ago. You know, he's another guy similar to that type of guy where, yeah, he can rush the passer. He can stop the run on the strong side if he is at the end. For those teams that value a little more athletic three technique defensive tackles, he can go in there and be disruptive and, and create some havoc. Now, Preston Abbott asked a question, kind of what you mentioned here. He's a little bit of a tweener, can do both. Yeah. Um, if you viewed him as an edge guy, he says, where would you have him ranked? So now, edge, we yeah. think there are some really. There's He's, some good. There's some good. He'd be down the list a little bit there that way. He would not crack your no, top five. No, not as far as what, what I take the edge and like, you know. Again, it's it's hard as far as uh, I'm trying to encompass something that the whole league would like and makes sense the most for all those guys. You know, there's some guys that are going to look at this guy, I'm sure, and go, hey, he's defense end for us. This is what he is. 4-3 crash end, strong side defense end. That's what he is. But he's not like the kind of guy that I think you're going to look at quite yet and go, oh, well, he's just he's going to might have the ability to go around the edge and be a 12-sack-a-year type of guy. No, that, that's not what he is. He's more D-tackle with some splash of D-end. How many first-round guys you got here, you think, in this group? Uh, I think three, legitimately. Three. I think our top three – 
uh, will definitely go in the first round. Maybe four. The the All guy right. we're going to talk about here in a second, I think, has some talents to to kind of get into that conversation. Let's do it. The yeah. guy that's on the fringes of the first round for two. Uh, for for you for a defensive tackle, and if you had trouble with the name Leal, I know. this one's going to go be... ahead. You lead the way here. <laughs> Let me just piggyback off of this one. Ioma, yeah, Awazurike, Awazurike, Ioma, Awazurike. This was Iowa State. Iowa State. I love this kid. Like from your hometown, first off, Detroit, Michigan. It's from right? Detroit, right? Plays like a Detroit, Michigan guy. Tough, tough. Can play every position on the defensive line. Eight mile. I mean, yes. Long ass arms, explosive get off, six six, three sixteen. Usually guys that long, I go, well, you know, how good are they gonna be like taking on double teams or when a you know, a compact, powerful lineman gets on them, two of them, what it's gonna I mean, guy is a player, first off, in that area, he can he arguably might be the best two gapper in the draft. And what I mean by that, his ability to stand people up and then just throw them to a side and disengage and do that, he's 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 up there with the best in the draft that I've seen so far. You know, his arm and length, his length and his arms and his power and his upper body are really special. And then his get off, I mean, it's one of those things when you look at the get off on film, you go, wait, is that is that the guy? The guy that knows tackle to start the film here? He's the guy I'm looking at? Whoa, I mean, he really exploded off the football. So there's real thing there. So you talk about the get-off and then his ability and the upper body and the strength, he gets under people's pads a lot and controls them, drives them back into the quarterback, does that. Phenomenal football player. Um, and like I said, every scheme, almost every position other than true weak side pass rusher, this guy can play on your defensive mm. line. So versatility for this guy, the the yeah. top two or the bottom two on your top five list here. Have yeah, some, this some is a different type of versatility, though. Okay, how so? Well, like this guy could play shade nose and nose tackle and line up right over, and you go, whoa, he's got the power and the strength to handle that kind of fight. But then, you know, has the ability too to go. Okay, like we were talking about with Demarvin Leal a minute ago. Now let's just line up here and shoot this gap and just win that gap. And he's got the explosive ability and and twitch to do that too, to be disruptive. So I go three technique in a four, three shade nose in a four, three true nose tackle in a three, four, and then three, four defensive end where you're like head up on the offensive tackle. And you will be asked to two gap D- dudes, a player, man. This was, he's never on the ground. He plays hard. Um, he, he, to me was one of the pleasant surprises of the drive. I didn't think I was, when I turned the film, I wasn't going, well, I'm expecting to see a top five-ish type of guy here. And, you know, I was pleasantly surprised by surprised. the film. Yeah, I mean, look at the Iowa game. Best center in the draft, first-round guy. I mean, he he gave Linderbaum all he can handle at that position. I would bet you that he would say, oh, that was definitely the hardest guy I had to block all year. Interesting. Right. Okay. All yeah. right. So you like what you saw on film, yep. on tape. You talk to people that know him, too, off the field, I, too? I, I, I mean, a little I've talked to people about him because I talked to him a little bit with the other day when I got done with him, sure. and I was going, have you got, you know, I sent out one of those texts to if you were, have you watched the Iowa State kid? Yeah. And then got some people feedback. love him off the field. Yeah. I haven't talked to him, but if you, you read about people who have, um, his father died when he was 2019, had a, had a troubled life. Um, Ioma, he struggled academically when he was in college, but okay. in 2021, he was named to the academic all-conference team. 
first person from his family to graduate from wow. college. And wow. so it's like the scouts have raved about you, know, you look at the character. And this is something that you can't evaluate with the tape. No. But, uh, you know, sometimes almost but you, you can sometimes. You can, right? You can. No this doubt about has it. a drive and a want yes, to. Yes. I'm glad you said that. You can. You could see a little bit into the person when you watch it on film. Like, you could see a guy that doesn't give up. It's always, you know, you know pedal to the metal. You know, understands his job and what to do. Doesn't do his job. You can see when they don't care, when they care, when they don't care. Right. So yes, I mean, when you say these things, I go, well, his play kind of looks like he takes a lot of pride in it and is very professional with it. So a Wazarike fringe first fringe round first rounder. I think yeah, top forty pick for me. He is, and if there's a team there sitting at the end of the first round that's looking to improve their D line and needs some inside value type of guy yeah he's he's the guy for me i was very impressed with this football player and like uh, what i would say floor i mean the, the 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 great thing is i think he's one of the safer picks in the whole draft the floor is extremely high hmm. you're gonna get a really good player you might get that pro bowl all pro, pro, pro all pro player yeah. i'm not saying the ceiling's like whoa through the roof but i think it's like starter High-level starter for a long time. All right, let's get to your first-round guys. Maybe the guys with more upside now. Number three in your defensive tackle rankings is... is staying here in Connecticut right here for this one. Travis Jones, Connecticut. A Connecticut guy, too. A Connecticut New guy. Haven. I know. Stayed close to home yep. and dominated. Many people said he was the best player on that team. Well, you, I would have a hard time believing that uh, there was too many people better than him, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about... You You're know, saying that's not a great compliment to the man? Well, it's it's <laughs> that team is not the best team in the world. That's true. Uh, but this dude, this is special. I mean... Uh, first off, you, if you, anybody's watching on YouTube, I mean, all you got to do, this is one of those guys when you turn it on, you go, whoa, wait, wait, he's 325 and moves like that? Okay, whoa, okay. So that's, that's the first thing you just jump out. But huge body, great looking body, a little different in, you know, it's big butt, a little more in the middle, you know, high, kind of a high waist, long arm. So to paint a picture from you that way, you know, change direction, it's, it's off the charts good for that eight, for that size. I mean, he's a really good athlete, all right? You know, he's um, – well, I won't get into that. I was going to compare him to some guys we got coming up here in a minute. Uh, but, but, like, you know, the arm length and the two-gapping is the first thing. And this is another thing, again, where you got to kind of watch and know what you're, the player's being asked to do. He doesn't always get the green light to just fly up the field and go create havoc. They asked him to stand there, plug the middle – Make it a mosh pit. You know, then when you see the guy coming your way, we want you to throw that 300-pounder off of you and make mm-hmm. the tackle. That's all we're asking you to do. Big yeah. deal. And he does it. You know, he is really special in that department. So, you know, this is a guy a little raw, you know, but, I mean, he's a dancing bear in the middle of the, uh, middle of a defense. And a guy that can win with power, can win with, hey, just stand there and hold the point of attack – and also is athletic enough, I think, to where you're going to go, hey, just shoot the gap. We just want you to win that gap and do that and create havoc and get upfield. He's going to kind of do it all that way. But I think it's his size 
you know, to be able to move that way with that size, that makes him pretty special and a for sure first rounder. A lot of the times with these defensive tackles, too, it's how often can you use them? How much of the game can they play? Yes. This guy started as a true freshman, played in 10 to 12 games, and he played a ton last year, 50 or more snaps in a game. So, I mean, how often are you looking at that? For a defensive tackle, it's like, I want my guy to be on the field, especially when you're playing in college most of the game. This is why this guy, and we're going to have another big guy coming up in a little bit, that, like, that, there's like people got to stop with this. Like, well, I don't know about his pass rush value. You're this big, this powerful. Like, there's real value with these guys. Tell, ask a quarterback what it's like to uh, drop back on third down with Vita Vea in in Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. Ask him how that feels. Obviously, ask him about his pass rush value, because you know that that's where there's great value. And yes, the kid's got a motor. You know, he can – and so, yeah, I don't think there's going to be any, like, oh, first and second down, we got to take him off the field on third down. I think he's got all-around three-down value. And, you know, the two-gapping is – it's him – I would probably say him and the kid we just talked about from Ohio State that were – Iowa State that were the best at it. They were phenomenal that way. Once this guy gets his arms on you and gets his arms locked out, like, and gets in this position – Night, night. See you later. He's going to do whatever he wants with you. So um, that that's where he's a really good football player. And I think once he unleashes and gets used to playing or, you know, just what do I want to say? Just gets unleashed as far as you don't always have to read it and two gap it and do all that stuff. He's going to create more havoc and disruption than, than the college film shows. A lot of people like him. Pro football focus described him as a quintessential block of granite at nose tackle with a touch of pocket pushing ability. thrown yeah. in. Right I think there. it's going to be more than that when it's all said and done. I do. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got it all. And he's got, I think more potential to tap into as an athlete too. You know, I think just as far as how they used them and everything that way, the awareness in the backfield's big for me with these guys, yeah. right? Because they got to hold people up, and then it's like, are you? Do you see the ball? Do you know where it's coming? He was really good in that area. So, um, yeah, I just uh, big guy throws people off him. Athletic, it's kind of a no-brainer, and he's going to fit with a three-four or four-three. It doesn't really matter, and I would think he goes somewhere. 20 to 32. Um, 20 to 32. That would be about the range I would see. Yeah, maybe 18 to 32, somewhere in that range. Where do your top two guys go, you think? Ooh, I think these top two guys, okay. And, I mean, really, this is – I don't even know which one's top two. I, I have a hard time differentiating. The Georgia guys, okay, let's just get into it. To me, which are is, both it, top ten talents. Well, both of them. In the entire draft. The entire draft. These are two of the ten best players in the NFL draft. And the Georgia D-Dackles – Deserve to be in that conversation. I mean, the first one, let's hit on number two. Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. You know, so much gets made about some of the other guys in their football team. I, I, I guess I just, you know, again, as a casual football watcher during the season, I guess I just didn't really realize how freaking good this guy is. Devontae Wyatt is like... The film is is good or better than Quinnen Williams, who was the three pick of the draft a few years ago coming out of Alabama. It's it, to me, it's when I walked away, I just went, I don't understand why why are people not talking about this guy more? It's the film's better than Quinnen Williams. He was a slam duck. Like people were going, well, maybe Quinnen Williams will be the number one pick of the draft. I mean, or number two pick. You're hearing all those type of things. This guy's every bit as worthy in that department. I mean, 
two-gapping stuff, which they asked him to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's not his cup of tea. This is not what like he's, he's put on earth to do in this department. His cup of tea is it's Warren Sappish type of stuff. It's that kind of guy. It's three technique, like we've talked about. You're so explosive off the ball and quick with your hands, and we, you know, explosive in awkward positions. We want you just to create havoc and just mess up the play. That's what this guy can be. I mean, he was phenomenal. As and, I would say, he's a mess up the play guy. You don't, a, you don't call it the same. I thing. don't call it the same thing. He's kind of a fuck up the play guy. But yeah, I mean, you know, and he's not that big. Yeah, I mean, I he's know. not like in I know. Land well, of that's giants. what's funny when we say, yeah, I mean, he's not that big. He's three oh four in a land of yeah. giants. He's three oh four. But yeah, his his height, you know, weight, wingspan, arm length, all that stuff is is lesser than yes, average. That's why there's going to be some teams that are going to go. I don't like love that guy. He's going to be a little bit of a to me the four three team. You know, again, the Seattle scheme teams, the teams that, you know, live in that li- life. I don't think, like, the New Englands of the world are going to like Devontae Wyatt, where they want that guy to stand him up and, and do all that. This is more of you just got to unleash this guy and let him just fuck the play up, like you just said, and in your own words, yeah. and let him do that. <laughs> don't that, put words that's in what my he mouth. Is. I know, I won't. Um, elite, yeah. elite athlete, Ahmed. Elite. First step is as good as it gets in this draft class, yes. according to Pro Football Focus. Uh-huh. Explosive there. Here are some of the me- measurables if you're watching on YouTube or uh, or on Peacock. The 40-yard dash in the 97th percentile, 10-yard split, 93rd percentile. So very athletic guy getting off the ball. Uh, a-, a lot of people like him. So um, you like him so much. I know. Well, And it's no mystery why Georgia was a good team last year. I'm looking at all these position rankings, especially on the defensive side. I was like, some of them, they're like three Georgia dudes. Like, it's the greatest even, college defense three. in the history of football. The greatest college defense in the history of college football. Talent-wise or in execution? Well, a, a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, you could really go with because Kirby Smart's a hell of a coach. Sure. I, I would honestly go like Kirby Smart, he could have uh, – the way they play their scheme-wise this year might have actually hurt this group because it, with the way he plays the scheme is great. But this is a group that was so good and could have just steamrolled everybody that they could have played like – just sh- everybody shoot a gap, and they'll never move the ball on us ever, and they would have dominated. But like, that it's amazing, Amin. It's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. You know, we got two Georgia linebackers coming up later in the draft. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't. And some to, people have three I, Georgia I, linebackers. I, I, that they I really hear like. you. But quick, aggressive hands as a pass rusher are dangerous. The ability to bend around the edge. Is that of a defensive end, a like a good pass rushing defensive end for three oh seven? The size concern, like you're talking about, right. it's pretty damn good as far as taking on double teams. You know, he the way he can get off the ball and explode, he can stop that momentum with the double team to a degree. So, uh, and I and as I went on, I wrote, man, I mean, the guy has enough strength and power that you could play him at shade nose tackle if you had to, and and do that. And then I kind of ended it off as just like, why is this kid not getting more buzz? I mean, he reminds me of Quentin Williams, but the film is better. So and I just wasn't expecting to see that, I wrote. And then change of ability, change of direction ability off the charts, you know. And then any negative plays to me that I came down to, and there's very few negative to begin with, it's just like you know, it's the same thing where you've heard me talk about this before. He's in this gap. And when they say set hut, they want you to go two gaps down to the right and, oh, stop there with a guy that's 
300 pounds on your back when it's time to stop, and that's not always that easy. He's not going to be doing that t- stuff a ton in the NFL. Awesome player. Top 10 pick for me. Top 12, top 15, whatever. Definitely one of the best defensive players in the draft. So you like him a lot. I do. I mean, it's almost Clearly. like 1A-ish. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So there is a reason, though, why you have Jordan Davis, his Georgia teammate, ahead of him, even if it is slightly. Yeah. So let's get to your number one. Number one player. The big boy, Jordan Davis. I, I just, you know, I, there's not many people I think that you can ever compare to in this in the, in the history of the NFL draft to this guy. This is That's where I look at it as special. Size-wise? Size-wise, and then the athleticism on top of it. Like, you just heard me talk about Vita Vea, right? Excuse me. I'm drinking coffee. Vita Vea, I, I can't remember exactly where he got drafted. I want to say... 20s right in there maybe Matt if you could if you could look that up but my point is if Vita Vea was redrafted and we all knew what he was going to be like you'd go oh that's top five top 10 pick like you know 12 you know he was 12 that's what it was this is a better Vita Vea you draft Vita Vea earlier this is Vita Vea with another notch up in all athleticism areas with more what I would call range you know, Vita Vea can explode off the ball and push the pass rush and, and, you know, hold his ground versus double teams and do all that. That's cool. Jordan Davis can do all that. The difference is Jordan Davis, you could do a toss sweep to Alvin Kamara and he could be like, what? Okay, hold on. I got to make a right turn and I'm going to run this mother ever down right at the line of scrimmage and go down the hill, down the sideline and run him down and make the tackle there. So that's where I say the range part, like, it's really rare to see all of these things together. I mean, it's the most proportionate 340 I've ever seen. I mean, agile, pliable. I mean, they ask him to shoot gaps and do athletic things. He does it at a very high level. You know, has a real ability to change direction and redirect. You know, can win with the quicks uh, like we talked about. But, you know... Quicks or power can do it. Like that's what's weird. You mm-hmm. see him steamroll somebody early in the game, Ahmed, and then four plays later, you see him do like a shake and break somebody's ankles. And you go, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like he just steamrolled the guy, and now he's breaking his ankles. So that's where he's special. Then you know, you get into the two gapping stuff and the double teams. I mean, what do you think? Do you think the guy at three forty one is going to be good at double teams? Seems likely. Yeah, right. And thirty four inch arms and two gapping. It to me is just like. It's a can't miss. Like, it's just he's he's phenomenal. And yes, I I do think he's a, a top ten pick in the draft. I mean, look at this. We show the measurables of all these guys, and the more green you have, the better it is. It means you're more elite at more things. His is basically all green. Yeah, it's a circle almost. It's I, almost a circle. And, and then here's what I'm worried about with this. Oh, you know, just what you were just talking about a few minutes ago. Oh, third down pass rush. There's going to be teams that are going to try to like say that. Well, he didn't play a whole lot. I know. Right? I mean, well, and, and, and some people say it's because he wore down. Maybe he wasn't conditioned. Sure. You're going to have to, like, watch it a little bit. I mean, you know, he's not going to be able to, if you have an 80-snap game, yeah, he's not going to be able to play 80 snaps. He's not going to be able to do that. But, like, will he be able to play 65 of them? I do think so. I do. I didn't come away looking at it going, man, this big sucker runs out of gas a lot. I, I did not, like, think that was an overwhelming factor for me. John Yohanahan? Yeah. Hi, Ahmed. You should brush your tw- teeth twice a day. There. I agree with that. You should. 
You should. I do it in the morning. I've done right. it for you. I do right. it for you before every pod. Remember this, too. But is Jordan Davis only a two-down player? No. Can he be asked to rush the passer on obvious passing downs? Yeah, he can. He's... He didn't want to just make the point about my brushing teeth. He that, wanted to also make good. a point It's well about... said. It was a good question and a good <laughs> statement altogether. Yeah. Yes, he's going to be able to do all that. Even the, this, the, the NFL game, harder, better. The pace isn't always the same either. You know, the pace is not always the same. College, I mean, what, yeah, every, get up the huddle. Sit on. Let me look at sideline. We're going to run this play. Get up the Let's line up the line of scrimmage. I mean, that doesn't play in the favor of a guy like Jordan Davis. Sure. The NFL game's not like that. That's, that's you know, this, okay, there's a few games here and there you're going to see, you know. The offense is also conscious of what the defense is doing in the NFL a little too to go like, oh, all right, our defense is on the field. Well, let's run the ball here and, and rest them. There's more of a complete game here that way. So it's a less of a concern for me. And, yes, he's going to be able to rush the passer. He is. He's going to be a pain in the ass. You know, you're going to be able to find alignments and go, okay, we, we got an alignment here to where it's him on the center on third and eight. Are you kidding me? Like, and all you got to do, we don't want you to worry about the run. All you got to do is shoot off the ball and push the guy back. When, when he has clips of like that, it's like, see you later. You're done. I mean, it, it's freaky. Um, How high would you draft him? Like, what would be the highest point if a team needed a stud in the middle? I mean, I, I mean again, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be afraid to go with the top five of this guy. I would not. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm different that way. But to me, where it gets lost is this: D tackles being underrated in my eyes in the the draft evaluations, the media, you know, and even with some teams. Uh, usually, really good teams have good D tackles, right? Like mm-hmm. Super Bowl, you can start right there, right? I mean, definitely can. DJ Reader. I mean, he was a huge part of why Aaron Donald what he did there. You know, the 49ers to go D tackles, right? They got to, oh, what did the Kansas City Chiefs got? Oh, Chris Jones, right? D tackle could affect every play. That's where people are, to me, are, are missing the ball a little bit. Like, they're, you run right or run left, they're still there in the middle ready to do that. Then the pass game, too. So, to me, there's more value there than I think what the general public thinks of the position. Have there just been some misses lately at that position? Have... You know, I don't I'm know. I'm thinking like Javon Kinlaw injury. You know, it's yeah. like weight issues. Maybe I mean, but okay, position. the number. I can continue along the other way. Like, so the number two defense in football. Guess what they did a few years ago? Drafted Derek Brown in the defensive tackle at number seven of the draft. I mean, this guys. These two to me, the Georgia guys are every bit in that class of type of player, or the Quinn and Williams, like you heard me talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I don't know. There hasn't really been the misses right. or anything like that that I can that can jump out to me. It's just not sexy, and you can't always sell it to your fan base either because of sacks and production and people, that's all they talk about. Um, but, you know, the, like we were talking, the D-tackles around the ball a lot. Top five is complete on the defensive tackle side. Two Georgia guys there, one and two. You got Travis Jones from UConn, number three. You think all three of those guys are first-round talents. Maybe four is a fringe and five is in the second round. Yes, We're yes. moving on to linebackers next, but you know we're going to talk about more Georgia guys here. And I kind of wanted to bring something up here because that, you said, one of the most talented defenses, perhaps the most talented defense that you've ever seen in college, the best defense. Is there a danger, though? Sometimes you, you fear yeah, this. There's so many good guys everywhere. Right. It's just so easy for everyone, right? It's right. like you don't have to make up for the guy on your left, the guy on your right. You can just do your job. I got you. And you can be awesome. I mean, like, is there a worry that all these guys are 
inflating each other's draft No, stock. you know, I mean, I, I hear you. You know, it, 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 it just looks so good on tape I because know. of everyone else around him. I know. It's, it's, you know, what's different about them is they play a, a different style of football than most. And it's them in Alabama. They do the same thing here. You know, like I talked about, most of college football just lets their people go. Mm-hmm. They got, like, rules to follow every play. I mean, real rules that they have to follow and kind of read and do that. So you can really see the guys having to do their singular job. It's not like, oh, he got the sack, but damn, the D tackle got in there and made the guy miss, and that's why he got the sack. It's not that. If I started to see a lot of that, I'd go, oh, damn, that, that, that concerns me. But usually when you look at the plays that are good or bad, it's just it's them. It's that. It's not like... It's not like Wyatt got a sack because Walker really caused the issue and then he just fell in Wyatt's lap. I didn't see that. So I hear you. It's always something I think about. And, of course, you have to think about it now because we have three schools that stand above the rest of college – or four schools that stand above the rest of college football and Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson to where you always got to take that into account to a degree. Around any corner, within every battle – And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Yep, because we got a couple more Georgia guys in the mix here for your linebackers. And before we get into your yeah. your number five here, um, the linebacker position, this is the last one we're going to do. Yep. You've, you've reached the finish line. Thank you. Uh, has this one changed more so than other positions? I'm thinking about when we were growing up, right? Yeah, definitely. And it was like the middle mm-hmm. linebacker was like right. the anchor of the defense, the big, strong bruiser that would come up, make hits. He was the leader, had the neck roll, too. Maybe he was wearing two neck rolls at the time, too. I mean, it seems like that position has changed significantly. Definitely, you're you're right about that. No question. There's there's that's rare that guy anymore, right? And you got some teams that they like their linebackers so small now that they don't even really like evaluate linebackers. They go, who's the safety? Who's the big safety of the group that we could get to make them down? So that's where there's very few teams that still believe in the more the traditional what you're talking about, right? thumping middle linebacker and those are the teams that are a little bit more of the three four base thoughts like we've talked about there with the d tackles you know because yeah at, at times it's you know just think of new england it's a three four you know there's times where hey there's nobody over the guard there's no the guard is clear so he can just run up to dante hightower like there's nothing to stop him so dante better be big and strong to be able to go whoa i got a guard coming at me i'm just a middle linebacker i better be able to take this guy on and do this here and that's you know them, you know, they're they're certainly one of those teams. The Ravens, to a degree, you know, you see the Saints do that a little bit, you know, but it's a limited few as far as those guys you're talking about. Yeah, maybe not as sexy of a position as it was back when we were growing up, but last year there were a couple of sexy players. Micah Parsons was awesome, no doubt. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, you loved yes. on tape there. Yeah, uh, it didn't all come together maybe for him and that whole Cleveland Browns team. I uh, know, but he played there. awesome. Yeah, he played all. He was great. He really was. Nobody beat Micah Parson. I mean, yeah. again, last year in the draft, that would be another one if we were reminded. I would go, he, he was one of the three best players in the draft. The only reason he was drifted at number 11 is because he didn't play 
because of COVID. Um, so he was phenomenal, no doubt about it. He's a difference maker, and we got some guys here that yeah, are... Are they as sexy this year, you think? Mm, I mean, maybe not a Micah Parsons. Maybe not but. quite that. The guy that we're going to have number one has a very similar skill set to Micah Parsons, Ooh. though, to where he can be used in that way of stand-up linebacker and real third-down pass rusher. And that, that's where we could, could be interesting here. All right, that'll be number one. But we start with number five, as we always do, except for offensive linemen, where he did six, above and beyond, even this late into the scouting season. Uh, number five linebacker for your 2022 draft rankings. Yeah, number and number five here, we're going with D- Damone Clark. I hope I said that you right. Did. All right, good. Yep. Damone, LSU. Damone, LSU. I mean, come on. I mean, you know LSU, Georgia, Alabama. They always got really good you know, linebackers that can fly and are physical. This was a tough one. I mean, I made him number five. I really like him. You know, he's extremely athletic. In fact, I thought he even played faster than his four, five, seven speed. Um, as the year went on, the thing I liked about the guy is he just got better and better. I mean, he's tough as hell, sideline to sideline. He's great. I mean, anything that way, he's going to run you down. All right. Doesn't always take the right angle and, and all of that, but. You know, all in all, those are like minor things where I go, you can be coached. You can get better in those areas. You know, plays a little high at times. Wish he would get off blocks a little bit better. But all in all, we're talking about, you know, a longtime starting middle linebacker that has length and speed and they'll hit you. And yeah, there's some stuff he's got to work on. But, you know, I really like the football player. And I think when you're talking about, right, what you just brought up, the modern day NFL, the kind of guy you're looking for. This is the kind of guy everybody's looking for. Six two and a half, two thirty nine. Oh wait, he can run down the middle with Travis Kelsey. Great. Oh wait, they got a pulling guard. He's got to smash him. Great. He can do that too. You know, so that's where he's got value. And uh, like I said, when I first turned it on, I was going, eh, a little raw. You know, oh, I wish he was a little more disciplined. As the year went on, I kept going, man, this guy. He's getting better and better. Mm. He understands what to do, and he got better at some of the physical things as well. Um, yeah, I, I like this player a lot. I think we're talking about like a mid to late second, mid second round, late second round type of pick here. Good that you kept watching the tape. Then you didn't turn it off after the first I, I few always games. Do dive d- divvy it up that way. You got to make sure you split it. You know, because also too, you never know. Oh, did the guy get off to a slow start? Sure. You know, maybe there was a part in the year where maybe he had a little injury. So to me, if you want to get the full picture, you can't pick like three games that are the start of the year. And I try to pick one early, one in the middle, one towards the end. That's kind of how I try to do it. Yeah, that's what uh, NFL.com quoted a pro personnel director for an NFC team, said size, speed, production, he's got it, the rest of it can be coached. So kind of like the ability is there, and he, he did come on at the end of the year, and uh, kind of like we were talking about with some of the other players in this draft, faced some adversity off the field, his family was living in New Orleans, had to leave because of Hurricane Katrina, moved to Baton Rouge, obviously created a home for him uh, there, and then just continued to get better as his as his career went on. Concerns for him, though, what would they be? You know, Why is he five? I think just the little bit of like, just got to get better at getting off blocks, staying disciplined in your gap that way. You know, um, what, are, what was the other thing I wrote? You know, just having a little bit more of a natural feel for plays and what's coming. You know, it's times you could tell there's like, wait, wait, what play are they running back there? You know, I think there was a little bit of that. And not quite as good 
in the trash as some of the guys we're going to talk about. When I say trash, is yeah, you're playing middle linebacker. Yeah, you got to be able to take on guys and get off and get the block or, you know, weave your way in and through guys and then make the tackle, right? That's playing middle linebacker. Some of that. And again, we're holding this to top five in the draft standards mm-hmm. here. So, yeah, some of that is not up with the other guys. Really good. You think about. Willie Gay, it was a Willie Gay, the the pick for Mississippi State, middle linebacker that went on and played for Kansas City this year. You know, to me, he's that type of guy, but with a little bit more size. Uh, I really like this player, and I think he's made for the NFL. Now, doctors at the combine discovered he had a herniated disc, mm. had a spinal fusion surgery in March. Will not play the season, though he is expected to make a full recovery. Yeah, right. so that's 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 an issue for sure. That'll I didn't realize it was that serious. That's what that's what Pete has written in our rundown here. So. Okay. Pete has done his own evaluation. Well, so Pete's good. He's... All right, so and just so people know, the guy that I want to make sure everybody knows that was right there, you know, who I really kind of went back and forth with. Who could have been number five. Could have been number five is the the kid from um is Muma. Muma. Chad, Chad Muma, Muma, from, Muma Wyoming. from Wyoming. And I he was a really good football player. He's a natural football player. Um, but yeah, just didn't think he was quite the athlete and as physical um, as as Damone Clark. Okay, and now hearing about the surgery, maybe you're putting in Muma into well, a, it definitely a you know herniated disc and all that. That's that's going to scare teams for yep. sure. There's yep. no question about that. All right, but he's number five for you right now in your linebacker rankings. Your number four, yep. is a guy who should be honored to be in the top five, but yeah, you're probably going to be happy. You're lower on him than a lot of other people are. Yes, I I know this is you know the man of the hour at the position. Nicobe Dean will be my number four linebacker. A lot of people's number one. I I get it, you know. Um, well, I don't get it. I don't get why he would be your number one. I don't. It's a, to me, this is one where it's just a little bit off of reputation, where he was ranked in high school, and then going to Ohio State. Really good football player. There's no question. I'm not sold. This is a definite first rounder, though. You know, I, I you know, there's going to be teams that love him. The four three teams who like speed linebackers and all of that. Yeah, they're going to like him. So maybe some of those Seattle schemes. You know, he's Denzel Perryman to me, right? All right, that's 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 the name that I kept coming up to. Really good NFL, smaller middle linebacker, but to me, not a guy you take in the top twenty of the draft. You know, so, six foot two twenty five. Yeah, five. Yeah, it, it's five eleven. Five eleven. It is. It's five eleven official at the combine. You know, but the athlete is good. But I wasn't like, oh my gosh, wow, this is unreal. I can't believe this. This wasn't like I turned on the film and saw Roquan Smith or Patrick Queen. That's, that's who he's compared to. You I see, know. There's a that, similar. That, I get that comparison. Height there for uh, for Dean is in the fifth percentile. So, yeah, he is smaller, undersized for the position, which is not a knock that you give uh, everyone. I mean, you've had some on the offensive side of the yeah, ball, some undersized yeah. offensive linemen you think can still do it. Definitely. But. It's not a it's not a position that, you know, size predicates all. There's going to be a little beauty in the eye of the beholder like we always talk about. You know, but, you know, again, for a smaller guy, you know, and I'm trying to like just paint, you know, it, it's not, this isn't Devin Bush or Devin White from a few years ago. It, it's not, it's not that, you know, that was like, you turned it on. You were like, oh my gosh, they got rockets up their ass. These two. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh my gosh, they hit like sledgehammers. You know, this guy has partial rocket up his ass, but not the full fledged rocket up his ass like that way. You know, he's physical and certainly brings it and he's fun to watch. And this is what I hate about the draft. Cause I like this kid. Just don't like him as much as the other three we're going to talk about. You know, he I, there's no hesitation in his game that way. But 
change of direction, stuff like that, not very good. You know, he will miss tackles in the open field. He's a little stiff that way as far as that's concerned. Um, you know, then the ability, you know, to get off blocks and fight through the trash, you know, I thought was good, but I did not think was great, especially the getting off the blocks part. He can definitely get swallowed up and have an issue there. Now, you want to talk about if there is one guy, in my opinion, that can benefit from all the things you asked about the D tackles and maybe are they – this is the guy that benefited. Here's the guy that got put in the position to go, hey, you're behind the greatest defensive line in the history of football. Now just go make a tackle. And so to me, that's where it's a little overrated. Um, And I know I'm in the minority. And again, it's not personal. Well, I mean, that's a good point because their production was high and he won the Butkus Award at Georgia. Also won it in high school. Yeah. The third player to ever do that. Manti Teo and Jalen Smith both did that as well. So I mean, you're getting a guy who starred and had high production, high amount He's of tackles go. on a big-time team, but you, you think that the production outweighs the talent level. Yeah, just a little bit. On this one, just a little bit. I do. Yeah, and again, I'm trying to you know make this translation, translation to the NFL game, which is different than college football. But, yeah, you know, when you, when you hear me talk about you know playing through the trash, I'm big on that. It's middle linebacker. You know, can you dig and weave and slip and slide your way through to make a tackle? Oh, wait, now the guard's on you. Can you hit them and kind of get off of them and now make a tackle? Those are things that are not the best for him. They're not. Um, and, you know, the the acceleration, the twitch, that's to me the other reason. He's, he's not in that Devin Bush or Devin White or Roquan Smith category. First off, if his if his speed was like that, you know what he would have done? He would have run a 40. All he had to do is run a 4-5, and you shut everybody up, right? He was running a number he doesn't like. The film kind of shows that. Again, it's not that it's bad, but I wrote down on film, he looks like he's a 4-6 guy somewhere around there. 5-11, 4-6 is not going to go over as big as we think he's a 4-5 or a 4-4 guy at 5-11, and the tape's good. So he made the right decision there. I'm not mad at him. Um, but, yeah, those were, were some of my concerns there. Uh, with him a little bit and so you would not take him in the first round I'm feeling he he would be end of the first round for a four three ish we like speed linebackers type of team that that to me would be I wrote down 25 to 40 that was kind of the range I threw him in right so uh right around that range yes you know but again like I said, I guess I wasn't as impressed with him in the open field. And when I say open field, I don't mean like running somebody down from behind. I mean it's open field, and the guy can go any way he wants, and you got to break down and make the tackle with him. That, to me, was a little less than what I was expecting. We talk about the size and all that. Right. You know, As far as the guys we're going to get to here in a minute, I thought he was a little slower to recognize plays as compared to them too. You know, so that was the thing. And, again, I want to make this very clear. This is a good player. You know, I just wrote, I wish he was a hair bigger. I wish he was a hair faster. I wish he was a hair more reckless and physical, you know, and he is behind the greatest DT duo in the history of college football. Yeah. You know, he flips his hips nicely in the past game, but when breaking down wide base one-on-one, like we were just talking about, it's not where I want it to be. You know, I wrote, this is not white or Raquan Smith, good player, not wow, can play small between the tackles and range to sideline to sideline, I wrote as good, but not as great as everybody's making it out to be. 
He did so, not run at the pro day or right. test at the pro day due to a pec strain, I'm reading here. So maybe that's his reason. I mean, hey, whatever. We invite him to come to Stamford, Connecticut, <laughs> run a 40 in the parking lot. Uh, he, he's, again, to quiet is, all doubters. I have respect this kid. I just want to make sure that's he's in known. Your top five. He's in your top five. I know. But I know. if you're lower on him, that must mean you're higher on some other players. And I feel yeah. like you're higher on number three I am. than a lot of the community out there. Yeah, I'm definitely higher on Leo... Chanel? Chanel. Did I say that right? Chanel number five. And he yeah. was number five in college, I believe. He was number five in college, and people got to start giving this damn guy some respect. He's number three on your list. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, again, here's one where I just go, I don't understand what we're seeing. I don't understand it. So here's a guy that's 6'3, 250. He's four inches taller than the guy we just talked about. He's 21 pounds bigger than the guy we just talked about. He's clearly faster than the guy we just talked about. All you got to do is turn on the film and go, this guy's faster, period. He takes on blocks better. He gets off blocks better, but he's white and went to Wisconsin, so we can't make him that good of a player. That, that to me, is what it kind of goes down to. This is a guy that's definitely being hurt by the, the pale skin effort and the Wisconsin effort. The people go, I don't know if they can really be that freaky at that position up there. I, it feels like some of that to me here. I do. And then when I, like, because I'm watching, this is what happens to me, and I know you're giggling because I'm saying crazy <laughs> shit here. But, like, this is what I turn on. When I turn on a guy like this and I get through the first game and I go, this fucking guy is amazing. Like, why has nobody? And I start looking in the computer like, what was anybody saying about this kid? Yeah. How come I have not heard about him? And then you hear, and it's like, it's all the scouting adages of, like, the white guy. Oh, it was, we're not sure about how athletic he is, and we're not sure if he has pass game value. I mean, what? I, I don't. It's insane. It's insane to me. This is you saw a you saw an player. athletic, an athletic player, like an extremely athletic player. Like, I mean, just first off, the body is wow. All right, it's wow. You want me to read my thing here? Just quote quote for five. Yeah, yeah. I wrote wow. My kind of mofo at middle linebacker. <laughs> Thick as hell, thumper looking, wow legs, and a wow ass. All right? And then I wrote, like, right away, twitching explosiveness is, like, real. And then, you know, like, one of the second or third plays, like, he shoots a gap and runs, and I went, holy shit. Like, the acceleration is impressive. When he sees it, he comes downhill in a hurry. You know, very comfortable in the trash and can do it all in that. That's what I mean. He could take the block on. He could shed the block. He can dip and weave and go around a block to make the tackle. I mean, to me, he was a natural that way. I mean, it was just easy for him. So, you know, from that stuff, I loved it. You know, also, you know, change of direction, I thought was very good. Again, Maybe not the flipping of the hips and coverage. That is probably where he can use a little work. But again, with how fast he is, and it's not like we're talking about a robot here. He's, it's good enough. But this is the other area I loved him. Change of direction in the way that we talked about a minute ago. Wide base, it's split. The guy can go either way. I thought he was very good in that department. Ball going down the line of scrimmage, his ability to side shuffle and stay square so he can stay in the gap. So wait, like, wait, oh, wait, now the running backs turned it up into my gap. He's ready to go. You stop on contact. Oh, you hit Chanel, Ch Chanel, Chanel. you stop there, Chanel. Right. So I, I just, I wasn't, dude, it's physical in all areas. There's no hesitation. 
natural at taking on blockers, can stand them up, can disengage, finds the football. Why aren't more people talking about this fucking guy? He's really good. He's totally capable of being a three-down linebacker. He's the most natural linebacker in the draft, as well as up there as the most physically gifted. Natural instincts, understands the game and the gap discipline at the position. It's QB of the defense. Uh, and then I wrote, I love this kid. He's definitely in the best linebacker convo. And you know, I wrote, he's he's more athletic Demario Davis to me. I mean, we're talking about that kind of guy. To well, me. his athleticism goes back into high school, too. He was named Wisconsin's offensive and defensive player of the year. He was a linebacker and running back in high school. His combine numbers were really good. Um, last thing Pro Football Focus said, those that covet a brick wall coming downhill will not find a better option in this class. Yeah. So we like we like brick walls. Well, we like brick walls. We do. You don't like to run into them if you're well, running back. No, but, but I like and if the brick wall can run to add with that. I mean, then, then you sign me up. That's yeah. just you know I I think this guy's being undervalued. I really do. Now I don't know where he's gonna go. I kind of wrote down the same thing I wrote down for our last player. Mm-hmm. And it's twenty five to forty in that range for me. And again, there's gonna be some teams that are gonna look at him. Some of those four three teams that we talked about that like might like Nicobe Dean. Yeah. They probably won't like Leo Chanel. That's not their kind of guy. They're going to want, you know, but, but I, what I want to say is I think he is their kind of guy. I think they're kind of biased and predetermining by the look of the player. And I want to go, I'm telling you, I think he can do everything that Kobe Dean can do in those space things and better. And that's why he's number three for me. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're sensing some team could get a good value on Leo Chanel out there, your number three linebacker. You might have to spend a little bit higher draft pick on your top two. And for number two, we go back to Georgia. Quay Walker. Fucking baller. Quay, I mean, Quay Baller, Quay, Quay Baller Walker. <laughs> He's another one nickname. of those guys, that, like we talked about with the Iowa State guy or some of those where it's just like you turn it on and, you know, I heard the guy was pretty good. And then it's like, whoa, are, are you kidding me? You know, there was just a longer linebacker. You know, the, the, this is like, you know, longer Thinner frame, but well put together thinner frame. I mean, it's not like it's like thin, thin. It's Six, like four two forty. Yeah, he's got some. And this is uh, Nicobe Dean right here. This is not Quay Walker if you're watching on uh, YouTube. But yeah, you know, just has the look of being really, really athletic. You know, to me, almost in his uniform, it looked like a, a, a kind of like a Fred Warner. Ish type of look, if that makes sense. Fred Warner, I think, was six three coming out around that two thirty seven, two thirty eight. But it's that look. Both of these top two linebackers are going to hit on here. Have that. Um, but yes, this guy one is a better player than Nicobe Dean. Two, he's more made for the NFL than Nicobe Dean in all areas. All schemes will like him. And there's more versatility to the player, too. Uh, really phenomenal. And I'll get into some of the specifics after you talk because I it, know I'm talking too much. No, 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 no. That's, that's good. It's interesting because, I mean, we've talked about all the, the talent on George's team. And so yeah. sometimes you get overlooked. Sometimes you got to transfer if you're uh, uh, one player. But 
he barely played his first two seasons at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Was a rotational player in 2020. Yeah, finally became a starter in 2021. It's, That's just a function of there being so many great players. It's tough in Georgia. It's <laughs> it's tough in Alabama. Yeah, that's just the way it is. That doesn't I mean, concern you though. Well, I mean, top ten pick in the draft, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State had to leave Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, you know some guys don't want to wait their t- t- turn. Sometimes they do want to wait their turn. Sometimes, you know, the system doesn't fit you or whatever, and you need to go somewhere else, whatever. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, it's every college kid, every high school kid in the world wants to go to Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. He's still young. He's still 21, turns 22 in May. And, and I mean, got it all, Amin. I mean, I'm just going to go through it. Elite mover. I mean, elite. Now, you know, he didn't get to be just the true middle linebacker. You know, when there was a slot receiver on the field or three receivers, he had to be the linebacker that kind of bumped out because he was better in space than N'Kobe Dean. So N'Kobe Dean got to be put in the position to get the stats more to where they asked this guy to do, I feel like, the more advanced stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That would be the first thing I would tell you. But, you know, elite mover, phenomenal hips. And then when you see the guy, you go, well, he's a little longer and he's this great athlete. Well, how good can he really be in between the tackles and doing all that? I mean, physicality's real. And then he's not just a space linebacker. He was really good between the tackles. I mean, really good. Again, because of the length and everything there, you know, he can take on some blockers and get rid of them. And then, you know me, as you've heard, obviously, here, the ability to weave through traffic and deal with that and still make a tackle or get a hit on the ball. He's, he's as good as anybody in the draft, except for the guy we're going to talk about in two seconds. You know, the ability to shuffle down the line of scrimmage, stay square, it's up there with, the, with uh, our guy Ch- Chanel, who we just talked to from Wisconsin. So twitchy. Hips are amazing. When you talk about coverage, the ability to flip hips, cover Travis Kelsey, and then the ability to put his foot in the ground and break on the ball, it, it's it's high level, like DB almost that way. I mean, it's he is really fluid and smooth and easy. He plays faster than four five two, which was his combine time. His read and react is as good as anybody in the draft. Anybody there was when he saw a play. He went and he reacted quicker than anybody I saw in this draft. He is all over it. This guy is going to be drafted up there. I mean, this is a guy that I think, I think the the league is keeping him quiet. Everybody likes Nicobe Dean. Don't tell about the other guy because this is one of those where, after I just like the last guy. Whoa, the other Georgia linebacker. Holy crap! Hey, friend from other team. Hi, kid. Yeah, I know. Isn't he a hell of a player? He'll probably get drafted in front of Dean. I got a lot of texts like that. Uh, and I'm just, holy shit. Yeah, I can see why. Um, yeah, natural nose of the ball. You know, going to be a pain in the ass in zone coverage, too, because of how long he is and how he can move that way. He's a, a matchup guy for tight ends, like we talked about. You know, um, uh, let's see. Fits any schemes. You turn that Fred Warner thing, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I compared him a little bit to Dean because I had just watched him over. I just started, I think he fits more scheme, schemes yeah. than teammate Dean, you know, between the tackles. I thought he was better than Dean, but the avoiding the blockers, the pass game value faster, longer, he's going to get thicker. Just yeah. has an incredibly high ceiling. Going to get thicker. That was the only thing he doesn't have is the yeah. wows that you gave to Chanel for yeah. the uh, the rear exactly and the, right. and the, and right. the legs. Uh, Channing Tyndall was another guy, Georgia. 
too. Who's in the mix for one and of the, the top mix linebackers? Be drafted and yes, tall, just not quite the player, the athlete these guys are. You know, a little bit stiff, right? You know, so just he's a drop down, but a mid round pick. Yeah, they're all going to get drafted somewhere. They're, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Three yes. linebackers from one defense all going to get drafted. You like Quay Walker, number two. Three D linemen that all should be in the top 10, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, right. A safety that's a first round safety and seen or yeah. sign. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm starting to think that, that Georgia, at least defensively, may have been able to, to win a game in the NFL. There's always that, that debate, right? Yeah, could, they, the they best, could. could the best college team beat the worst NFL team? I mean, with that defense, yes. it's starting to sound like they would have given a lot of offenses there. some trouble in the NFL. Uh, you like him, Quay Walker, number two. Yeah. You didn't like him as much as your number one guy. Yeah, well, this, is, this guy's got some really freaky traits. This, you know, Walker's not far off from this guy, all right? I think there's – and Walker, too, to add the – he's got a little value as a pass rusher on the edge, too. Okay. That's another reason I made him. Pass rusher on the edge, if you want to make him a stand-up outside linebacker for a year or two before you moved him inside because he had other guys, he's phenomenal at the end of the line of scrimmage and holds his own and doing all that. Now we get to this guy who's a lot like that but better in those areas. Lloyd is – Devin Lloyd from Utah. Devin Lloyd from Utah. Thank you for keeping me straight yeah. there. This is an interesting guy. Another guy that I kind of wrote down has this Fred Warner-ish type of body. And what I mean by that is like good legs. I got a skinny waist and, you know, some square shoulders. And you just go, man, they just look like they're athletic and powerful. Uh, that, that's, you know, Jamie Collins. Remember Jamie Collins from, uh, oh, yeah. you know, th- th- it's that kind of guy. You know, maybe that's who I should have said he was. With Micah Parsons' versatility. And that's the big thing here. First off. I mean, it's a longer Isaiah Simmons-looking guy, right? Let's say that. But a better player than Isaiah Simmons. Maybe not the specimen quite, the athlete. This guy's 6'3", 237, right? He ran 4'6", or something like that. Yeah, Plays four, six, faster six. than that. Came to Utah as a safety and then balked up and became a linebacker. I could see that. I mean, so I, don't, I think the first thing I would talk about is nobody's better at getting off blocks than this kid at middle linebacker. I mean, nobody can block this kid at middle linebacker. So that's what I loved about him. He sees it, shoots his gun. You know I'm about that. Middle linebacker, I'm big into hesitation, no hesitation. The good ones don't hesitate. They just go, okay, this might hurt, but I'm going. All right, so what? Here we go. That's what they do. And that's what I loved about him. But then, like... Getting off blocks, you know, again, the fighting through the trash, he is elite in those areas. I mean, just throwing people away or, again, the dodging of weaving of blockers and still making a tackle, he's a natural playing that way. So that's where I really loved it. You know, the side shuffle, all that. His upper body strength to get off him, off the blocks or set the edge as a defensive end or outside linebacker, it's off the charts good for his size. And then there's, like, legit pass rush value to go on top of that. I mean, legit. Like, where you'd go, yeah, hit third down. This guy's going to be able to line up, and we're going to be able to, like, depend on him, and he's going to get pressure on the quarterback and cause some issues there. So that's where he's rare. He really did. He really is rare. He's kind of a unique human being all in his own right. He's got a lot of elite aspects of his game. And, again, another guy that's going to kind of fit in any scheme. At Plug and Play 16 says, hey, Chris and Ahmed, 
Really like Devin Lloyd, long, rangy linebacker, kind of similar body to Darius Leonard. Wondering if you see him being an impact player like Leonard. Yeah, I, I do. And, and I, you know, he's got better strength than Leonard. You know, Leonard is, you know, of course, a 218-pound man here. We're talking about a guy here that I go, he's 237. He'll be 245 or 247 within the next 12 months. I mean, that's just what happens with these guys more times than not. You know, so he's got more of a physical element to his game that Leonard does not have. I'm not going to say he's quite the athlete Leonard is, though, mm-hmm. either. Now, you know, in some areas, you know, is the like, you know, in some areas as far as like flipping hips and stuff like that and coverage, that it's not the best. I wish it was a little bit better. But again, his ability to change direction and his length and stuff like that is going to be a handful in the middle of a defense. I used to hate playing linebackers like that because you just go, oh, there's the zone hole, and you just go, man, it's there, but damn, it's hard to get it up and over that guy right there. Or damn, there's a hole to the right of him. I want to throw it, but he's pretty quick and got long arms to stick his damn arm out there and tip the ball in the air. You know, there, There's real value in that. So um, you know, that, that's where I really liked him. Showed, like, at some plays, I mean, you watch him accelerate and you go, whoa. So it's in there for him. You know, the heavy hands, the ability to punch, you know, even as a speed to power, you know, really slick and shifty like I talked about to make people miss in the run or pass game. His power at the point of contact is impressive. He knocks O-line back. He dominates tight ends when he's on them. Uh, but this kid to me is, yeah, this is a – Top 25 pick of the NFL Top draft. 25 pick. I think so. Somewhere okay. in there, yeah. I'm going to say somewhere that 18 to 25 range, I could see him going for okay. sure. So not quite the uh, elite talent that Micah Parsons was. And, yeah, no, I mean, not th- quite that. We throw around generational talent, um, but Micah Parsons really was last year. He we was. Saw in the impact that he had. Yes. But what kind of impact could a guy like Devin Lloyd have on a team that drafts him? Yeah, I, I mean, start, a, start day one change the total thought overall thought of that defense and like a playmaker too you're gonna get a guy that yeah can do all your scheme stuff and all that but you know he's he's gonna make some plays outside the realm of the scheme you know and again when we talk about your question to lead off this this segment here the modern day linebacker it's got to be able to do a little everything Mm -hmm. you know it's hey this week cover a tight end this week power run game Hey, this week we're missing a defense end or an outside. We need you to go out there and stand up a little bit more. That, to me, is where his value is, let alone he can play in the middle of the defense at a very elite level. So you mentioned changing the complexion of a defense immediately from the moment they get there. Do you notice that with any of the linebackers that you watch, like their presence, their leadership, the way they orchestrate the defense, like they have that ability to be day one alpha dog even though i'm yeah. a, i'm a rookie coming into this league yeah definitely you know you 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 can you can see that and and again, again i think this is another position that's a little undervalued as far as what it does to your team again i, mean, I think when you talk about top defenses and usually when we go well they're a fast defense what we really mean is they got fast linebackers so it makes them fast cuz everybody's got fast corners and safeties yeah it's the linebackers that put it over the edge whether you go through the de- you know the great defenses of time or whatever, you know that were like that way. That's what makes it fast, you know. And, and you look at the top defenses, you know, right now in football. How oh, the Ravens are number or no, that's run game. Sorry, Ravens do have a fast linebacker. Yeah, the Bills are number one linebacker, number one defensive football, fast linebackers. 
Carolina has got very athletic middle linebackers. The 49ers, we just talked about them with Fred Warner. The Browns at number five. I mean, again, Owusu Karamoa made an instant impact for that football team to answer that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Parsons, you talk about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, that is part of team speed. And again, they're in the middle of the field. They have effect of so many plays. Um, I don't value. think they quite get the value no, they, they deserve. I mean, so if your team is in the middle of the Micah first round. For Dallas. Right, totally. Right. If your team's in the middle of the first round this year and gets Devin Lloyd, you should be very happy. I think Maybe so. you got some value right there. He is the number one linebacker for Chris Sims in his final positional rankings for the 2022 NFL Draft. There it is. Devin Lloyd from Utah with a couple of Georgia guys in the top five. Once again with Chad Muma from Wyoming. Yep. Barely missing out. On the top five, who knows? Maybe in a day or two, you'll put them in there. Um, but uh, that's it. You've that come it. to the finish it. line, and we finish it with our friends over at PointsBet. They want to give us some odds on the first linebacker drafted. They think Devin Lloyd will go off the board first. So you do see Nicobe Dean a lot of places, but yeah. maybe our friend Jay Croucher over at PointsBet starting to hear the same things you're hearing. Well, yeah, I think, you know, one, Nicobe's going to be the popular name for the betters, right, in the public, because it's just what you've been fed. It's just mm-hmm. all, hey, it's Georgia, it's Georgia, it's this guy, he's awesome, he's Georgia, blah, blah, blah. Lloyd, I, I mean, it's a slam dunk for me, I think, that he's the number one backer off the board. He just, again, like, I, I think the big thing is, one, he's just a really awesome player, but two, like we talked about a lot, there's just not, there's no scheme that's not going to like him. They're just going to go, hey, he, four, three, three, four, whatever, we can do it. So... There we go. But, hey, look at Quay Walker's third. Third, yeah. Uh, that's good to see him getting a little love there. Hey, Christian Harris, Bama, let's talk about him for a second. Yeah. Good player, really good athlete, like high-level, high-level acceleration explosion. You know, just overruns plays, can be a little stiff, can play a little small like Dean at times and get swallowed up by blockers a little, but still a good player. I thought overall the linebacking class had a lot of good in it. It really did. You know, Troy Anderson from Montana State, he was a hell of a specimen and good-looking player. Uh, The kid from Oklahoma State, Malcolm Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. man, I liked him. He's a little undersized, a 5'11 guy too. But like a N'Kobe Dean where it's just like a heat-seeking missile all over the field, it's just, yeah, you got to be comfortable with that size. Malcolm Rodriguez played quarterback. In high school, did too. he really? Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, yeah. yeah, was a wrestler. Yeah, so uh, good, good, good group. It really was. And again, I think this draft has got tem- tremendous depth, and um, uh, tremendous depth. Maybe not that superstar, but I, I do think, like I've said to you, and I think you've heard me say this. Maybe I didn't. That there's there's two, maybe three guys at every position that I think stand alone at mm-hmm. the position group to where that's going to make the value of the top fifteen greater than people think in my opinion you want to get the tier one of each position group and that's not super super deep even though you might have some talent right it's just like a fall receiver. off yeah, yeah. yeah yeah right if you're looking for a guy like wait we gotta get a guy that makes a difference yeah you're not going to want to miss out on that top right. two or three yeah if you're going wait we just need a guy that's you know depth and rounds out our room or whatever then maybe you're not going to be as desperate and you can wait to those later rounds 
So you can go on points bet right now, maybe plop some money on Devin Lloyd going number one off the board, or maybe Nicobe Dean if you want to want to get a little more juice there. Um, but you can you can go over to points bet to do that right now, Chris. And what what else can they do over at points bet? Well, they could do lots of points bet. And you know what I I would bet what I would like to bet on that yeah. more than anything is I I'm, I'm gonna bet you Quay Walker goes before Nicobe Dean. Okay, all right. Even though I know I like him more, I think the NFL that's one where. In totality, they're going to see it, and he'll end up going first. Let's get right? Jay on the phone. Make that bet. Let's for go. Us. The Sims bet. bet. Yeah, the Georgia. Which Georgia LB goes yes. first? Or you could right? do one for defensive tackle too. Oh, maybe. I could do that too. Right, right. Um, so if you are in an eligible state, PointsBet has an exclusive sign-up offer for unbuttoned listeners that you can't miss. You can't miss it, Ahmed. Download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K. 2K means two thousand, Ahmed. Two thousand. Just for those cool kids out there, you know. So NBC 2K to sign up, get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So if you bet $365 and lose, right, then you will get free bets of $365. That makes sense? Why that number? Why 365? Well, it's $1 for every episode of Chris Sims Unbuttoned, okay? That's (laughs) good. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, we got to pay the tab. So once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life All right. with points bet. Cool. You can make some money. Yeah. Make some money. And tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but yeah. next time on the podcast, we'll do the mock draft. Mock, we'll make some news, make some waves draft. out there. And points bet will have a special promotion tied to the mock draft. The I, first I love it. Round of the mock draft for you. So All that's right, going to cool. be. I don't even know what that is. That's a something tease about to like me. who can get more right or something like that. We'll can see. you? All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. So, Matt saying, don't give it away. To even me right now. Um, but, okay, you did it. You made it to the finish line. <sighs> Deep breath. I know what you'll be doing <sighs> when you get home. Um, 421. <laughs> off the top of your head, yeah. strongest position groups Ooh. in the draft this year. I'm going to guess that you think edge is one, offensive lineman is two, Defensive Ed, tackle is three. Mm, edge, is, edge is up there. Like You're your right. top, only your top five. Like, I'm not talking like top 20. I'm just mean your top five. Oh, you're talking about that. Like elite. Like the elite. The elite. Yeah. I would say you're about right there. I think the edge alone, the top five goes, and could so could six and seven as far as the edge guys. I think there's seven or eight offensive linemen that can go in the first round legitimately. Yeah. I think you can see five tackles, two guards in the center from Iowa all go in the first round. So, yeah, I think you would save there. And then, of course, wide receiver. Wide receiver still deep. That's deep. Yes. You do like your number one guy. I do like my number one. And I like my number two guy a lot, too. Watson. I would probably knock down Alex Pierce a little bit. That's probably where I was wrong a little bit. Maybe jump to, but he's still really good. Yeah. We'll break it all down. Points bet. We'll have some more ways that you can make money coming up on Monday, Chris. Yes, we will. See you Monday, everybody. Peace out. Be good out there. Have a great weekend. Enjoy 421, 22, 23, and 24. You will. I will, for sure. (laughs) Ahmed, thanks, man. Thanks as always. Thanks for wearing the red pants. Peace out. Had to. See ya. Clap it up. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. 
Ashley High Performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.